0: Welcome to the HDS Podcast. I'm Noelle Becker. Thank you for joining me. I'm here with Harbor Day alumna and head of school at the John Thomas Dye School in Los Angeles, Rose Kuhn Helm. Thank you so much for doing this. It's
1: my pleasure.
0: Um, I just want to know a little bit about your background. Tell me about your background.
1: So it's, um, well, obviously I went to school here at Harbor Day. I graduated in 1991 and then went on to Laguna Beach High School in Princeton after that. I played volleyball with many other Harbor Day um, alums at Princeton, which was so fun. Um, and when I, you know, I think I was given so much confidence here at Harbor Day to dream big and to think about what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I remember being probably seven years old and thinking I wanted to be a CEO, and so with that guiding light, I sort of started off in business and I worked in digital marketing for um, a couple years in San Francisco until the dot com you know burst and then uh, had a you know what I call quarter life crisis, tried to figure out what is it I want to do, moved back here home with my parents at 25, living with your parents after being away was a. <laughs> You know, a whole different uh, learning <laughs> opportunity. And um, I started coaching volleyball while I was trying to figure that out. And I was coaching middle school girls and for the club that I had played for, Laguna Beach Volleyball Club. I also played Orange County Volleyball Club, like many of our students, I'm sure. And I loved something about working with that age of kids and helping them feel confident and learn new skills, and I, you know, had the inspiration to be a teacher. I thought, you know, and maybe the hubris that I can just be a teacher. And so I changed gears from applying to business school to apply to uh, into education programs. And I uh, got accepted to UC Irvine's master's in education and uh, with a teaching credential and a master's in English program. And at that same time, reconnected to Harbor Day. And, um, I think I had my 10 year Harbor day reunion that I organized with the whole, like 10 people who showed up. Um, but you know, loved my time here. And so wanted to, to reconnect in that way. And in that, through that, um, with Miss Brockman and other folks who were still here, I came to find that they needed a sixth grade English teacher and for just one year. And so I put my Education a masters and teaching credential plans on hold, and stayed enrolled in the masters in English program, which was a summer program at UC Irvine, and then um, t- taught sixth grade in- English and literature here for a year, and it was incredible. In retrospect, I think I was an incredibly enthusiastic and hardworking teacher, but perhaps not the most skilled. But um, you know, made up for that with uh, optimism. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of grammar dances. My my former students will remember my grammar songs and dances. And, uh, you know, so the position was not a long-term position, but I knew that I had found something really special in education. So I... Um, looked more broadly and found a teaching job at the John Thomas Dye School in Los Angeles. And I taught fifth grade English there for two years, at which point I met my now husband and we um, did long distance. I was living in LA and he was living in England doing his MBA. And we both decided that the place that met his Sort of needs in terms of job technology was San Francisco, so we returned. I returned there. He moved there, you know, with me. And I, at that point, wasn't sure if if I was missing something about being in business and the strategy, the client relationships um, that I had enjoyed in that role previously. And so I went back into business. I got a job in tech PR, and I quickly found that I was the teaching. I was teaching classes to adults about um I was teaching English classes, basically, right writing classes, and I was running a mentorship program within the organization for younger uh, younger employees. and I had the aha that that you know my career path really the synergy of those two things would be to be in school leadership. And so I left that um company and took a job I, but I knew I needed more time teaching so I took a job at the Hamlin School girls K through 8 in San Francisco as a, I was actually a sub. My first job, my first year there. I loved the school, but I hadn't quite found the right job. It was a short-term English teaching job, and then I became, for the second half of the year, the director of student activities for a short period of time. You know, you name it, every coaching volleyball, everything under the sun, and ended up getting a full-time um, English teaching position there, and taught for the next five years. So I was a total of six years teaching middle school English. To grades um, six, seven, and eight. And I kept taking on every, kept raising my hand for yearbook, for student council, for any leadership I could, grade level coordinator. And I had an incredible mentor in my head of school there, Wanda Holland Green. She's still the head of school at Hamlin. And she saw my potential and promoted me to middle school head. And kind of like Susan here, and um, I was then um, in that role for five years, but fairly quickly realized I wanted to be ahead of school or already had that vision. And so I wasn't ready to leave the school. I loved Hamlin. I loved my role, but I really wanted to find the right you know, write school. And that came up when John Thomas Dye had an opportunity for me to return there. Um, and came full uh, circle, came full circle, exactly. (laughs) Head of school position. The school had been through a lot, their longtime beloved head of school, Mm -hmm. the John Martyr, if you will, of, um, of Harbor Day, you know, Ray Mashad um, was 34 year, you know, tenured head of school. And, um, he, became ill and retired. And um, the school, I think, you know, went, it's very hard to find someone who can follow those shoes. And um, so the next head of school was not a successful placement. And after two years, they were looking again. And at that same time, Ray passed. Um, And so I felt such a calling to go back to that school and heal it in some way if I could. It felt like a long shot because I was by far the youngest candidate, you know, was very male dominated in the pool too. And, um, you know, but I just, I felt like, why not? And what do you, you know, what are you going to risk? Uh, other than someone saying no, which is, right. you know, the same thing as not trying. Right. So you don't know that. So I, um, you know, I got, I, got the job, and now I'm in my second year out of school, and um, it's been an incredible, it's a dream, it's a dream job, and, um, you yeah, that's really, that's my journey. That's yeah. what brings me sort of full circle in some ways. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about your experience at Harbor Day as yeah. a student. What do you, do you have any, you know, specific memories
1: of... I have so many strong <laughs> memories, and I talk about often that I don't think... I would really—I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be in teaching if Harvard A hadn't hired me as a teacher here and gotten my start. But it was the foundational years. I—I I often say to people when they're wondering, should I go to public elementary and then go to you know a, a private high school or independent high school um, when it does, when it maybe matters more—and I say no, it matters more at the at the elementary school years. That foundation. I learned to be a writer a critical thinker. My confidence, you know, we were just talking about uh, the musical and being on stage. And, you know, even though I was, you know, potentially tone deaf, uh, I don't know (laughs) for sure if that's the case, but I certainly still um, am not as good of a singer as I am, uh, you know, an enthusiastic public speaker. And that all came from here. And, you know, athletics, I think my ability to, um, to forge a path and play college volleyball and um, you know, all and, and the art scholarships, uh, you know, to college. Also, all of that well-roundedness came definitely from Harbor Day. No discredit to Laguna Beach High School, public high school, but it didn't shape me in the same way. I remember so many teachers that were so, so fondly, uh, Nancy Bear in first grade Um you know, Mr. Peterson, Mike Peterson in fifth grade, he gave me my first D, I remember, in math. (laughs) So I write, you know, I often write about that, actually, that, um, you know, I was able to kind of skate by, you know, with just sort of, you know, do the minimum work. And that was the first time I really understood the value of hard work and that I needed to apply myself long division, you know, is (laughs) something you can't just skate by on, right, or uh, whatever it was at the time. And, and that was the spark of I think motivation and the desire to excel and be ambitious and um do my best. Happened then um Margot Sorensen and Pam Mather were incredible English teachers that I really model my own English teaching after what I learned from them. I had the opportunity to work with Pam mm-hmm. as a as a mentor mm-hmm. teacher to me too. So there so there's so much of it that I credit her. Um, so yeah, I just, Harbor Day is such a special place to me and, um, has had such an impact on my, my, you know, career and the way I think about education.
0: Do you attribute a specific skill, value, or lesson that you learned here? Like, or was it just a a multitude of things?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, as I spoke about, it's that, um, you know, cross-disciplinary. I think I've I really learned to be an incredible generalist here, which I think people undervalue in this age of, you know, finding your passion and you have to be so good at one thing. Right. I was able to be, you know, consider myself, I was a scientist and I was a strong math student and I was a, you know, I felt like writing was really, if I had to pick one skill, writing and public speaking are probably the two things that are, I would say, strengths of mine now that I draw to the experience here. But it's that holistic, it's, you know, the, that I was an art, I identified as an artist, I identified as an athlete, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I thought I was pretty good at music, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to Miss Brockman and Mrs Skimke, but um, it was maybe not my, you know, my forte, but that confidence that I had, you know, um, the character piece, you know, really, I think that the connections you have with your teachers, and, um, you know, learning to be a good person and treat other people.
0: Yeah. Well, so important. Yeah. So now currently in your current position, <laughs> what do you enjoy most about your
1: job? So I love, I love my job because I go into work each day thinking I'm going to do one thing and I often end up doing maybe not even that thing and <laughs> many other things. So it's, it's exciting. And, um, but from really a perspective of a more holistic perspective, the reason I want, I ultimately decided I wanted to be a leader in education is because of the impact I can have. Not as much anymore directly on a student. Maybe I have a certain conversation, you know, once a year that might have a positive impact, but that I can have um, from a systematic point of view, right? If I can change the system and I can improve the whole business, really. Uh, if I can inspire the teachers to become you know, to learn something new and to challenge their practice, then so many more students benefit. I, um, so I love that. I love kind of thinking systems and creating efficiencies. And I think that's where my business background comes into play. Right. I, um, I also love that so much of my work is about helping parents. I'm a parent. I have, um, an eight-year-old Millie who's in third grade. And so I'm in it with them, (laughs) you know, right in the thick of it. And, So that opportunity, it's the most humbling thing I've ever done. I often say I'm a much better teacher or educator than I am parent, you know, because I it's like I I can it's easier to tell other people what to do with their children (laughs) than it is sometimes (laughs) for you to do it yourself. Different role, Totally. Um, But I I love that part. And, um, you know, and working with inspired teachers and helping them see their potential and just the same way in which I used to work with students in that way.
0: What do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment so far?
1: Oh, that's um well, it's hard because so much of my um my focus has been on the getting the roles, right? right sort of that right. um that growth and trajectory as I think, a lot of people, you know, go on that trajectory. Now I'm, you know, 42. And so I've kind of, you know, hit that right. point and I've hit the job that I want. And so you have to say, okay, it's not actually about that. It's about the accomplishments within the roles. And so if I think about my my greatest accomplishments, um, you know, I'd say – there's being able to help people. Maybe perhaps I can look to last year as the head of school at John Thomas Dye. In my first year, I'd only been head of school for three months, and the school um, was incredibly threatened by a fire that came up across the street from the school. And that was particularly poignant because the school had burned in 1961 to the ground, and the founders built it back up. And um, they had, you know, the, the lore is that the only thing that had been saved is the portraits of the founders mm-hmm. and of their only son who had died in World War II, whom the school is named after. Oh, wow. And so I went back into the, you know, I, rather than pack up my own things to evacuate, I, I didn't do a very good job of that. <laughs> I went back to the school and I grabbed the portraits and I ran, you know, three three houses down carrying the portraits. And and then I wrote many emails and, and communicated and did videos for the families and the kids and again, those communication skills—that right. speaking piece—that um, whether it's from my experience in marketing and PR, mm-hmm. my um, you know my work in education—you have to do a lot of that. Or my own foundation is, you know, knowing that that's how important that is. I I think I'm proud of how I held the community together during that time of, um, you know, a really uncertain time. It was a scary time. You know, I um, was sending constant communications to people. And then we were able to rally and support. When we knew our school was fine, we were able to all come out and feed thousands of firefighters. Oh, wow. Um, the, the school, you know, we we all came together and and supported the firefighters as they were still um, battling the flames. And so I was really proud that we were doing something not about ourselves but about other people, right. and that we um, that I sort of had a part in that. That's
0: incredible! Yeah, thanks. Wow, what a story. In <laughs> your
1: first year, in my know? first year, yeah. yeah. So all those all those um, sayings of learning by fire no, and literally. drinking from the fire hose yeah. and you know trial by fire, all, of that, all that, really came to bear. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, um,
0: or. Talking back to your Harbor Day memories, are there any memories or traditions that stick out in your mind that maybe were your favorite or maybe not your favorite, but uh, you remember vividly? Yeah,
1: I do. I remember so much. I think um, it's funny. I just, in walking in, I said, where are the blue chairs? (laughs) Um, How can, you know, a certain era with, um, you know, Mr. Martyr, you know, and and his famous blue chairs that, you know, invoked fear um, appropriately, but kept you in line, and I visited those blue chairs one time in oh, really? kindergarten.
0: Oh, In kindergarten. <laughs> Only one time.
1: I think it was good. It happened early. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember some of my, my friends, my classmates and I had um, left P.E., which Mr. Coleman was our... Oh, and Miss wow. Coleman were our teachers, right. so if that if that gives some context. <laughs> and we we um, went to go get a drink from the water fountain, and we actually stuck our heads in the water fountain and got them all wet. And we were gone a really long time because we thought it was <laughs> funny to be splashing our heads in the water fountain. But they didn't think that. Nope, it was probably not a great <laughs> choice uh, <laughs> to be totally skipping out on PE and, you know, dunking my head in the water fountain along with my friends. And so we got sent to the blue chairs. And ever, ever since then, you know, I think there was, there's been instilled a really strong sense of moral compass, like what's right and wrong, following the rules. I have a great respect for authority, all of that. Um, But no, on a, um, so that's kind of on a silly and, you know, not, I guess, positive note, but um, I would say you know we were talking about the eighth grade musical um you know colonial day um you know some of the things that that connect the generations together that may have gone through iterations, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that International Day has a different feel from when it did, you know, when I was a student, right? And, you know, I mean, that you're thoughtfully looking right. to, to your traditions. And, and at the school where I am now, John Thomas Dye, we do that, we're doing that as well. We're, how can we keep the spirit of the thing Definitely. and yet be respectful of the world in which we live? And, you know, and with and just, like, we know more now, right? Mm-hmm. As, as you know more then you, that you know, you're, you're more, are, more
0: connected. You're more
1: connected and you... Um, you know, and and part of the musical, it was, um, you know, again that opportunity to to take risks and um, to be um, to put something together collaboratively. I think so much of what I learned about being a part of a team also happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I guess yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. Yeah,
0: no, that's great. Um, what advice do you have to those people who are interested in pursuing? Education as a
1: career. Yeah, I'd say um, you know to not have too many preconceived notions about what you know what it is or your capacity for it. I didn't necessarily think I was going to be a great teacher, and that wasn't on the horizon for me. And also to recognize there's so many different paths that can get you there. Um, But ultimately, you know, I'd say the the thing I appreciated most was. Um, mentorship. And I think seeking out mentors, whether it was here when I had the mentorship of Pam Mather, or as I went on to um, teach at John Thomas Dye and and Hamlin, the mentorship of the heads of school there, you know, as I sort of identified my leadership path to, um, to ask for feedback and to not be afraid to receive it, you know, and um, because, You know, that inherent, I'd say education is an inherently optimistic Mm -hmm. endeavor and a growth-oriented one. And if you can't be humble enough to (laughs) know that you can always do better Mm -hmm. and to be desiring that, then, um, you know, then, and you're going to face limitations and ultimately then so would your students and the other people around you. Yeah,
0: definitely. My final question is, is there any one person who inspired Mm. you to get into education? I think you might have... We talked about this earlier. Before, yeah, um, yeah. I but mean, I don't know if there's one person or there there are a few things that happened along the way that got you to um, get into this field.
1: Right. I mean, I think it, maybe, it, you know, I think it was a collection of people that were influential, certainly. And I talked about some of those teachers that I had here that were um, were great teachers. I think what inspired me was really the students. You know, so if I had to say the, the actual people, it was the girls that okay. I coached. Um, and it was, you know, and I actually coached some um, Harbor Day kids at Laguna Beach High School during that period of time, too. So <laughs> there was, world. you know, nap children, um, if that name rings a bell. You know, not, <laughs> not that, Angie's, yeah. but, uh, you know, related still. Right. And um, so it was... It was the kids, you know, and having that exposure and that experience with them. They were the inspiration. They were the ones who, you know, made me feel good about, um, you know, what I was doing. And, you know, while I I loved the work I did in marketing and in PR, there was essentially something that was missing, the goodness, the fulfillment that I know a lot of people in education talk about. And, you know, while I'm not, again, in that direct um, correlation as a teacher anymore there's still that goodness in doing the work and i'm sure you feel that same yeah, way right definitely. you know being a part of a a place
0: yeah i i don't think i could go work in the corporate world because i just i feel like i'm doing so much more here yeah being with kids yeah. and surrounded by kids every day it's just if it's that good feeling you just you just you don't know until you're here that's right, right now, it's yeah
1: you know, and it's the optimism, right? It's yeah. like, that's oh, they, these people, everyone, you're so focused on potential, right, right? when you're working with right. kids. And totally. um, not, you know, yes, you have to manage a business ultimately. Like, these are multi million dollar right. nonprofits that we're right. running, but, um, you know, that, it's what's it for right and it's and i think that point of a non-profit like right. we're not doing exactly. this for that end but we're doing it for um, the growth and and change and and that these kids will ultimately take care of us one day no kidding, right and i want them to be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i want to be taken care of by smart you know thoughtful people and right. so we can you know who are conscious good and citizens. have a sense of <laughs> yes good citizenship <laughs> and social justice and you know what's right and so that's where you know I, I think, and that's what I ultimately draws me most to the work is the teaching of those skills right. of being good people and less. You know, they're gonna they're gonna learn to read. They're gonna learn their math. Exactly. And I would say that to the parents too, right? 100%. You know, your kids are gonna learn what they need to learn, but. If they don't have that ethical excellence, you know, then academic excellence is, you know, just a void, right? There's not enough. So, um, yeah, and I'd say, again, just coming back to Harbor Day, that's what it gave me. Those two things, the academic achievement, but the ethical excellence Mm and, you know, um, and hopefully I'm using that. To make my alma mater yeah. proud. Well, it sounds like you are. It sounds like you really are. Yeah. And
0: thank you so much for coming here. I don't know if there was any last minute thoughts no. that you might have. Oh, My gosh.
1: Um, I'm hoping to yeah. see Mr. and Mrs. Coleman, right? Yes. You know, my well, former teachers. Well, maybe we should get out there
0: the carpool. Is about yes. Good. Um, so. Yeah. A
1: carpool that That's now so goes much. the wrong way. Right. Right. Yes, it goes, I know. It goes around that? the other way. <laughs> that was. I was like, so okay.
0: Said, wait. I'm a little confused. I yeah. can handle some change, I guess. Well, thank you so much. Yeah.